Hey, what's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Mobtown Blitz podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Barkley. You can follow me on Twitter at A Barkley, A Y E E B A R K L E Y, and at the strongly recommended voices from DMV Sports. I have a guest. It's one of my best friends, actor, internet personality. My man is just in his bag. Please say hello to Jared Swain. What's up, man? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Where can they follow you in your social media? You know, you know you be out there. Oh yeah, yeah, they could, they could hit me up on IG or on Twitter. Uh, it is, it is Jared, my guy Swain, but that is J A R E D M Y G U Y S W A I N. That's where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Why is your handle so long? You said what? Why is your handle so long? Because it sounds nice. You know, you know, Jared, my guy Swain sounds nice. Come on now. You you do have a very swaggy handle. All right. As <laughs> exactly. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty swaggy. It is pretty swaggy. <laughs> As always. And, 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 Boy, let me get this intro out. <laughs> As always, I'm proud to do this podcast on one of the top sports websites in the district, DMVSportsNetwork.com, and they can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at DMV underscore SN. They have some great daily content up there in all things D.C. and Baltimore sports, in addition to college sports, and a lot more to offer. So after you listen to this amazing podcast, go ahead and check it out. In addition, please be sure to subscribe to our show on all platforms, and that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, so what were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) No, you were talking about my... um my, my swaggy uh, social media handle. I was like, listen, you know, you on the street and you hear everybody saying, oh yeah, that's my guy, that's my guy, that's my guy, I'm like, yeah, they're talking about me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say my guy, that's me. Yo, that's, that's actually really dope. I never thought about that. You also, you are my guy. You are one of my best friends. You are also the Miku man for anyone who has been out there and seen those Miku commercials with the handsome black fellow in there with the shaved head. That's my guy, Jared, that's in there. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's me. That's me. That's me. All right, man. First of all, I just want to say... There might, there might be another one coming out. You know, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I see you out there in your bag, fam. All right, man. Yeah, amen. That's right. So, just want to say thank you for coming on now. For those who don't know, Jared is not a Ravens fan or does not follow anything really Ravens related so it's going to be nice having an unbiased opinion unfortunately Jarrett is a Giants fan yeah unfortunately for this year and well I mean so let's let's get into it about just everything that's going on you know the Ravens handled the Houston Texans 41-7 did you watch any of the game I was, I was watching that game and I was I was actually very surprised because I was looking forward to the matchup between Lamar Jackson and and Deshaun Watson because you know they're first of all the two black quarterbacks. Let's get that out the way. The two the two talents. I want to see you know like what each of them would do in this in this heavily you know heavily talked about matchup. And the Ravens team, well, we all knew that the Ravens team is a better built team than the Houston Texans, but they they got the best of the Texans. Like for for real, I I was surprised. I thought you know I mean the Deshaun Watson did you know, do a little bit of something, but I'm surprised that he couldn't you know at least give the Texans a little bit more of a bump. Like 41 to seven, I did not expect that. So I was thinking more of like you know 35 to, to 21 or something. So just seven points for Deshaun Watson and that, that offense—that's that's surprising for me. Yeah, I mean, you said it. You know, the Ravens absolutely manhandled Houston, and I was shocked along with you, and I'm pretty sure the entire nation. I couldn't really believe the way that Ravens absolutely just beat down on Houston that way. And especially if you saw the matchup between them when they were at Louisville and Clemson, and it came down to the Louisville almost tied the game up late in that game, but Lamar just couldn't get the ball in the end zone, and he had, like, a horrible offensive line and like some subpar receivers, and they I mean they went back and forth, and that's when like that Clemson team. I mean, you know, Clemson now they're they're actually poised to go on a national championship run, but I mean they were stacked back then, and the fact that like Lamar and that Louisville team hung in there and almost pulled out the W, but just the the absolute beatdown 
that the Ravens put on Houston was, I mean, shocking. You know, everyone hyped this matchup. Who you got, Lamar or or Deshaun, and just people were just, oh man, this is gonna be you know, one of the great quarterback matchups. And they did it with the Kansas City Baltimore game, and that game was actually a lot closer than this game. You know, I'm expecting a shootout. I'm expecting it was more like 28. 24 kind of that range just because I know what the Ravens defense has brought over the past couple of weeks with the signings and the trades and just even though that Houston didn't have Jadavion Clowney and they didn't have JJ Watt like that's still Houston and they're they're known for having a solid defense and a but, capable offense but but you know not to interrupt you but that kind of shows you you know the strength of the strength of coaching that that um that Baltimore had yes you know, and O'Reilly or something like that. Something in that nature. Yeah. Just came to me. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, I mean, you're absolutely I'm right. You're absolutely right. Baltimore, I mean, this was something that was mentioned in national media too, just Baltimore with the coaching. And not just from the coaching, but from just the organization, just from top to bottom. Steve Bashadi. And the thing that I love about Bashadi is that he steps aside and he allows this organization to make the moves that they need to make because he trusts them. He trusts in what used to be um oh my god what is the old gm's name <laughs> yes ozzy newsom so we're gonna add some of this out uh he trusted in ozzy newsom now eric da costa and then john harbaugh when everyone was just clamoring at john harbaugh to be fired and they and the thing was if you're gonna fire harbaugh who are you gonna replace with that because he is a top tier coach I mean, there's yeah, obviously the Belichick. Right. Right. I mean, you got Belichick, you got Andy Reid, and I think Harbaugh is up there with you know top five coaches. You're you're not gonna right. you're not gonna get the same production if you fire him with a new coach. But I mean, any anything else you have to say about just the Ravens in general, just in that game in general? Yeah, that stood out to you. Oh, with the with the Houston Texans. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I, again, I'm just still shocked. Like forty one, forty one to seven. I'm sitting there. I'm on my laptop. I'm gonna watch the game. I'm like, the, the Ravens are really just jumping on them. And it was it was that game that I was convinced. I'm like, yo, they they're probably going to go to the AFC Championship. Like, just if all stars have to align, still still with uh, the Patriots being. Being nine and one, despite you know Tom Brady not having weapons, but they have a legitimate shot to get to the AFC Championship and win and represent the Super Bowl. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. I wanted to hear you say Super Bowl. (laughs) Did you hear? Did you see um, DeAndre Hopkins complaining about the pass interference? Now I'm gonna say that was definitely and probably one of the more blatant pass interference calls I've ever seen, but. He he was crying about it on Twitter after the game and saying, look, the refs got to do better. They got to make these calls. And I'm like, bro, it'd be one thing if it was a one-score game or a two-score game or it was close. And then I can see you justifying. Yes, exactly. Now, I mean, we don't know what could have happened. Maybe it could have been a little tiny swift in momentum. And who was to say that you couldn't have had a goal line stop? And the thing was that, Y'all scored seven points, and then the seven points was just a gimme. Like they allowed the running back, like I'm like I don't really feel like tackling. They just allowed the running back to run into the end zone for the touchdown. So, 
I mean, it wouldn't make that much of a difference. You've got absolutely waxed. And the last thing I'd be complaining about if I were you is a pass interference call. You need to look at your team and say, what do we need to do to be better? Because if we consider ourselves a playoff team and the team that we just played is definitely going to be in the playoffs because the AFC North is just garbage. We have to step up. We have to make plays because we might see them again, maybe in a divisional round. But also, but also on that call, I would like just to look at it from a player's perspective. You never know if like DeAndre Hopkins has you know incentives in his contract about you know how many yards he took up or you know how many catches he put. So like every little thing counts towards those you know incentives in his contract. And if you you if you might give them because of you know BS calls and passing appearances and you know the refs acting up, then you, I would go off too because they're messing with my money and they messing with my production. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Hmm. Alright, so moving on from the beatdown that the Ravens get, just, just, you know, we've talked about it. The national media that the Ravens have just been receiving this year has been absolutely out, like, incredible. I've never seen anything like this before, even with the two Super Bowl runs. Now, the first one, I was, I was a kid, but the one in 2012, I don't really remember the national media really hyping up the Ravens or really reporting on them as much as they've been. They, they, they really weren't. It was just, it was just until, you know, they went on the playoff run. That's when they were like, um, yo, the Ravens are, are marching towards the Super Bowl. What's happening? We didn't expect it. Yeah, I mean, we want, go ahead. This year, they're digging a whole bunch of attention. It's mainly because of Lamar Jackson. So what do you, what do you think of Lamar? And the fact that he could have been a giant had the Ravens not traded. <laughs> do you think about that? Like, think about that. If the Ravens had not traded back up into the first round and I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, oh my God, Lamar could fall to the second pick in the second round and it could be Lamar Jackson and Saquon Barkley. You know what? I never even thought of that. I never thought of that. If you just said something and now, now my heart hurts a little bit. <laughs> What a backfield that would have been. I like I like Daniel Jones and you know the stuff that we showed early on in the season, but the the fact of the matter is he, he's not he, he knows more. Is he and is I he Danny Dimes to you? Is he Danny Dimes? See, I think we did that a little too early. I think we gave him Danny Dimes a little too early. You know what I mean? Especially since we have a, a trash offensive line. The only weapon we really have available to us is football party, and he's not a hundred percent healthy. None of our receivers have been healthy or effective. Our defense is trash. Like the whole. So you know, when we talk about defense, we'll be talking about uh, Lamar and the Ravens. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to bring up past and painful stuff for you. But so, I mean, your thoughts on Lamar when he when he came out of college? Were you were you hype on him? Were you I mean, he was he was exciting to to watch in the following college, but you know that type of style transferring you know to the NFL, especially especially going especially going to the Ravens because you know with um with Flacco he's the prim primarily a pocket passer, and you know going from that style of offense to Lamar style, I was thinking that's going to be a, a hard transition for the Ravens. I'm not sure you know if it's going to be smooth enough. I knew that through that he playing with talent, but Yo, I didn't know it was going to be like on this level because year one we we've seen some special things until you know up until that playoff game where you know, for three quarters straight he's not doing a dang on the game and then all of a sudden go for it you know he starts to show you a little a little sign of a superstar but just just the trick trick oh, my words the trajectory of his production you know from year one to year two it's like yo that was a that was a legit jump it was a legit jump and I don't think anybody predicted that he would be this good and this excited this year. So yeah man, I was always I was always like, you know, a fan of his. I was always looking for him, especially like again, a black quarterback. But I, I couldn't have predicted that he would be would be this good this season. How about the year and let's just talk about how about the year for black quarterbacks? Jacoby Brissett, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like, this has been absolutely, you know, outstanding to see. And not, not only is it great for, like, you know, the coach is great for the NFL, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, just the Brandon in general. All of these brothers, and I'll, I, I will throw Dak Prescott in there. Oh, yes, I forgot about Dak. <laughs> I'm going to have to, even though he's Cowboy, I'm going to have to. 
But like he he does have tremendous talent. But just just black cornerbacks on the week is 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 flourishing. And I don't want to take away the shine from you know the like the Aaron Rodgers and like Tom Brady and Drew Brees and everything. But just the it, it, it almost seems like that the NFL is making another turn towards, you know, a new era, a new era of black quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, you're definitely going to see more and more dual-threat quarterbacks. And don't forget, we got Colin Murray was the number one overall pick this year, yeah, too. Yeah, Colin Murray. We forgot about Colin Murray. Yeah, he's been, he's been holding his own, man. This just, right. yeah, you were talking about the trajectory from year one to year two. We had stated earlier in the season when we had did our, our picks for the – the outcome of the season, we said maybe ten and five. I mean ten and six, eleven and five. Kyle was leaning more towards eight and eight, just because we haven't seen what Lamar could do. I don't think anyone, and you'd be lying if you say, unless you went to Louisville, which a lot of people. I saw someone in YouTube comment was like, "Dear NFL, we told you so." Sign everyone from Louisville, and <laughs> like they knew what they had in Lamar. No one knew that he was going to be this good this fast and when you built that offense around him what he can do with his running and his passing it's just been outstanding to see that I mean I knew he had the arm I saw him play at Louisville I knew he could run I saw him hurdle a guy when he was at Louisville I didn't think he'd put it together this fast you can almost see like the game is just slowed down for him like okay this is what they're lining up. This is what I'm going to do. And he hasn't made too many boneheaded mistakes, you know, outside the five interceptions. Three of them, by the way, which should have been called back. But, you know, we all get into that. But it's just been outstanding to see him grow. And then you got to look. Um, Hollywood hasn't really been developed into the receiver that he can be. You know, he's still fighting off that ankle injury. Miles Boykin is still learning the game and growing. When they get themselves settled, it's a wrap. It's it's absolutely a wrap. What do you think about that? Like when they get that full offense going, I, I, I agree. I agree. If y'all get the full offense healthy and on the field for the playoffs, that that's dangerous. It will be it will be very hard to game plan for the Ravens with Lamar being the dual threat and he's got Hollywood Brown and a rest of those receivers. You know what I mean? Because if you're in defense, how are you going to plan for anything to happen on the field? You know what I mean? Exactly. How are, you, how are you going to plan on that? No one's been able to do it. And someone um, said, well, what if you see him again? One team has seen him three times already, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, granted, the Bengals aren't that good of a team, but they're still professionals. But they're still professional athletes. You've seen that team three times. The first one being Lamar's first start, so okay. The second one earlier in the year where you won by six and then the last one got blown out so I think that no matter how many times you've seen this offense I think Greg Roman is just one step ahead now it's going to be interesting when it gets to the playoffs you know hopefully they don't run into the Kansas City Chiefs unless they can get over that hurdle because out of the three games that Lamar has lost two of them has been to the Kansas City Chiefs so we'll we'll see man these Ravens look absolutely outstanding and this looks like the Super Bowl year that I thought it was going to be a year or two away from now. Would you say? And they're fun to watch. Oh, they are fun. They are so fun to watch. Did you see the press conference, Mark Ingram? Anybody come out? Come see me. I'm about that. I'm outside the bank. Woo woo. That could be the hype man. Like this year's MVP. Just just like yo, Mark Ingram. Hey man, one Heisman Trophy winner backing up another Heisman Trophy winner. This, yeah, they are they are fun to watch, especially with you know the offense just having fun, and then the defense. You know, we had, the, the craziest thing about it is we spent most of the show talking about the Ravens' offense. Now I'm used to seeing when I'm seeing my teams blowing out. I'm used to seeing Oregon putting up 50, 60, 40 points a game. I'm not used to watching the Ravens just go up and down the field whenever they feel like and get into the end zone. I'm used to seeing close games. And usually a defensive stop. Now, we've seen that in a couple of games with the, the Seattle and the Pittsburgh game. But, I mean, just this Ravens defense, ever since the trade and a couple of free agency pickups that they've had, they've looked like a completely different team since week two. Have you seen any of those? Go ahead. No, but you know the Ravens has always been known 
for, for their stellar defense. And when, we, when y'all had, you know, Terrell Suggs and, and Ray Boots back there, y'all y'all always been known for, for good defense. So on that side of the ball, you know, Ravens fans and, and the organization was, was never worried. But since y'all have made some pickups, it's been like, yo, y'all been shut down some teams. I know, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's been scary. They're on my fantasy team. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Justin Tucker, and the Ravens defense are like stars in my fantasy league, which I'm in first place, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm in last. About <laughs> <laughs> to get me this three hundred dollars real quick. All my receivers have been injured. Like two of my running backs got injured too. And then when people were making, were like, you know, uh, trying to trade me, I'm like, but I have superstar receivers and running backs, and when they come back, they're going to. Alright, mid-roll time. So before we continue, it's time to tell you about DMV Sports Network's library podcast. Right now we have nine active shows, including Wizards of Gallery Place. Isn't that a funny pun on name? Team shows for the Redskins, Capitals, Nationals, Wizards, Ravens, Fantasy Fever, dealing with all things fantasy football. A pair of mixed bag shows from It's About Time DC and Diamond Thunder. And a debate show, DMV Dispute which is available via live stream on Twitter. All of these shows are available where podcasts can be found. So you check these out. And if you like any of the shows, please leave a review or subscribe on all platforms. I don't even want to talk about, I hate that I had to say the Wizards because they played my Spurs and my Spurs look like garbage this year. But <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. But this is a Raven show, so I don't want to put myself in any more misery than I have to. Spurs are like 5 and 11 if anyone cared. But, <laughs> um, so... It could be worse. It could be worse. You're right. Um, I don't know who's worse, but... Uh, moving on to some topics in the AFC North. We talked. I talked about Miles Garrett and the fight that happened last week. You and I actually had a little debate about this off, yeah, off recording. And I, I think I might be siding more with you. Now you know. Now that everything's come out, but did you did you hear what Miles Garrett had to say after his meeting with the NFL, or what came out about his meeting about the NFL? Yeah, and I, w- I was following that too. He said that um, Mason Rudolph allegedly, like, yeah, allegedly, got to put that out there. Um, you know, said, said a racial slur to him, and I was like, he probably did, but I want to know exactly what he said. Like, please let us know verbatim what you heard. I mean, now that that doesn't excuse. What Miles Garrett did, you know, ripping off uh, Mason Rudolph's helmet and hitting him over the head with it. But I, I would want to know what he, what Mason Rudolph said to him exactly. Like I want to know verbatim. Exactly. And the thing, oh, the thing that I was gonna say, like if if that were the case, I felt like that should have been said up front, like because it yeah. al- it almost exactly. looks like, hey, he called me a racial slur. I'm trying to get out of this. Indefinite suspension. It, it, exactly. Like, as, as soon as the camera was on me and they were like, what are you thinking? I'm like, yo, I'm going to say such and such and such. And, and, that, and that set me off. You know, I just, I just went and saw red. And I, I want to say, like, I, like I'm, I'm sorry that, that I took it that far. I know, like, what could have happened, but it didn't happen. But again, like, if you say such and such and such to me, I'm going to go off. And especially if you're playing football and you're only, you know, you catch me, you know, at my at my most hype, so but yeah, man, I, I really wanna know what he said. Yeah. But but here's but here's my thing about that also. Why I heard that the lawyer was like, you know, coming out with statements and saying, Yeah, Mason Rudolph didn't say that and um he's not gonna speak to the media about this. I'm like, nah bro, you behind the lawyer if someone called, if someone accused me of saying that I used a racial slur, you better believe that the first thing I'm going to do is get out there and absolutely defend myself. I'm not going to hide behind any kind of attorney or anything like that. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm not trying to get in any trouble. Allegedly. <laughs> Alright, so... Like I said, in the beginning, when we had this debate, you immediately said that um, Rudolph should be suspended. 
I took it from the side of I threw four interceptions. Like I'm looking at it from Mason's side. I threw four interceptions. The last play of the game, you drove me into the ground and like you're laying on top of me. Like I'm not gonna tolerate that. Like get off of me. Like I don't know if he tried to shove him off. I don't know if the helmet rip off was like if that was deliberate or if that was that in him trying to get off of get Garrett off of him. But no, like the the going after Garrett, like it's almost like inciting a riot. And then you just got punked on national television. You know, thank God he's okay because that could have been. Oh, it could have been, been a lot. Worse. It could have been a lot worse if if the Steelers' offensive lineman wasn't there to separate them, and uh, Garrett got a clean hit with that helmet. Yo, he could have. He could have busted his head wide open. Could have died. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you see the YouTube video of someone taking a helmet and like hitting a wooden chair with it, and the chair like nah. split in half? Yeah, some kid was like, "Oh, like this is the potential damage that a helmet could do to someone." Takes that helmet and swings down with like great force and cracks the wooden chair like in half. So no, I, I, I did not even see that video. Yeah, it's out there. It, I mean, that's some scary stuff. So, hey man, suspend them all. I don't care. AFC North, you get rid of all of them. I think I saw a uh, Baker Mayfield throw a punch too. <laughs> Alright, man, so we got to talk about something really heavy that's been going on in the NFL. Everyone and their mother has had an input in on this, and now it's time for Mob Town's input. The Colin Kaepernick workout situation that happened last Saturday. Um, you have any opening thoughts? Because I have, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Because I have the actual waiver right in front of me. Oh, you do? Yes. I pulled okay. it up. So I can read the, the waiver verbatim. Alright. Okay. It's going to be, it's lengthy. <clears throat> On November 16th, 2019, there's a space where the player, player will voluntarily participate in a workout at the Atlanta Falcons headquarters and training facility at 4400 Falcon Parkway, Flowery Branch, Georgia, 30. 542 quote the facility the player understands that the workout may include without limitation various physical tests questionnaires time and or agility tests and such other tests to which player may reasonably agree collectively the workout for purpose for purposes of players consideration for the prospective employment by NFL clubs now that was one of the things that a lot of people were talking about for prospective employment by NFL clubs but I'll continue. In consideration for the opportunity to participate in a workout on November 16, 2019, player agrees to the following. 
Player understands that the participation in the workout requires physical conditioning and therefore represents and warrants that 1. He is in excellent physical condition capable of participating in the workout without risk to himself and 2. Has known known mental or emotional physical disabilities, injuries or issues that would prohibit, inhibit or limit players full participation or would threaten, jeopardize or risk players well-being to the well-being of any other persons participating in the workout. 2. Player acknowledges that he has been made no promise of employment and understands that this participation in a workout does not constitute employment by any of the released parties as defined herein, but desires to participate in a workout voluntarily in order to be considered for possible future employment. Player further acknowledges that his participation in a workout does not guarantee that player will be offered employment by any of the release parties at any time. That was one of the big things. 3. Player expressively waives a physical examination prior to, at, during, or following the workout and expressive, expressly agrees that he does not require or desire a physical examination. Player understands and acknowledges that the activities that occur during the workout are inherently dangerous and may result in a player's bodily injury or death. Player further understands that his participation in the workout involves risk, inherent or otherwise, that cannot be eliminated and that may cause serious injury or illness during, I'm sorry, including, without limitation, physical injuries, aggravation of existing injuries, strokes, seizures, or even death. What kind of workout are they putting these people through? Player is an experienced athlete and understands that physical injury is common among professional and amateur athletes and can happen at any time, including during the workout and with or without physical contact. Player further acknowledges that any of the such injuries can reduce or eliminate his ability to play professional and or amateur sports and can impair other life functions. Player accepts sole responsibility for all risks, both known and unknown, related to his participation in the workout and acknowledges that he is participating in the workout with a knowledge of, a knowledge of awareness and such risks. Five. Like seriously, this thing is long. Player understands and acknowledges that playing surfaces and other flooring at the facility may be imperfect and have deficits, defects, sorry. Holes, patches, lacking grass or turf, and may be wet or have other conditions that may result or contribute to injury. Player accepts the playing surface and other flooring at the facility in their current condition and with all faults. Which I don't understand. If you're at a practice facility, how is this messed up? Anyway, player understands and acknowledges that playing equipment such as footballs, kicking tees, shoes, helmets, Blocking sleds, weight equipment, treadmills, and any other equipment, whether similar or dissimilar, may have defects that can contribute or result in injury. In consideration for opportunity to participate in a workout player for himself, his personal representatives, executors, administrators, heirs, successors, and assigns, hereby releases, discharge, and agrees to indemnify, I don't know what the heck that means, and hold harmless National Invitational Camp Incorporated, National Football Scout Incorporated, the owners, operators, and managers, the facility, and all individuals participating in or present at the workout, including without limitation Joe Philbin, the National Football League, and each of his 32 NFL member clubs, and each of the foregoing parties' respective direct and indirect Affiliates, partners, subsidiaries, agents, representatives, employees, shareholders, officers, directors, attorneys, insurers. Oh, I read that already. Oh, no, I did not. Insurers, successors, and assigns collectively the release parties. Costs, loss, expenses, damages, injuries, illness, and losses, including death, caused by, arising out of, occurring during, or related directly or indirectly to the workout. Players' presence at the facility and any medical treatment or services rendered in connection with or necessitated by the player's participation in the workout. This is some crazy language. Player further understands that 
Should any first aid or medical service be provided or made available to player in connection with his participation in the workout, the provision or availability, which is not guaranteed, the release parties do not warn or make any representation concerning adequacy or continuation of such medical services, nor can the release parties be deemed responsible or held liable for any claims arising out of the provision for such aid and medical service for the failure to provide or continue to provide such medical services. Player further authorized release parties to authorize to or consent to on behalf of player any emergency medical treatment that may become necessary in the event that player is not capable of giving such authoriz authorization at the time of emergency tr medical treatment is needed. Player hereby grants the release parties the right to use. Okay, here's where we go. Player hereby grants the release parties the right to use and distribute player's name, photographs, voices, image, likeness, and any other protectable features to NFL clubs and their representatives or employees, including scouts, for purposes of evaluating potential appointment of player without further authorization or compensation. This release will shall be binding upon players heirs executives administrators personal representatives and assigns this release is governed by the laws of new york without regard of conflict of law principles and is intended to be as broad and inclusive as permitted by the laws of the state of new york and if any portion thereof is held invalid the balance shall continue in full legal force and effect any and all claims or disputing arising out of players participation in a workout or this release shall be adjudicated solely in federal or state court in New York, New York. Player consents to personal such courts. Signing this release, hereby players acknowledge that he has read the foregoing release and understands it voluntarily, is over the age of 18, and has the legal capacity to execute, execute this document, and is not make the representations, waivers, disclosures, and releases Aaron contained. Is not an agent, servant, or employee of the release parties, but rather a volunteer seeking to be evaluated by the player's sole entire risk. That is the most lengthy thing ever, but the one thing that really jumps out is the eleven number eleven, which I didn't state. But that's the the right to the player's name, the photographs, the voices, image, and likeness, meaning that the NFL has sole custody of whatever happened in that workout i.e. not allowing CAPS people to photograph or film the workout, which is insane. Like, and if you don't trust Kaepernick, if I'm sorry, if you're Kaepernick, you don't trust the NFL, why the hell would you trust them now to say, hey, this is my workout, this is the tape, who knows what they could have done with it, if you're on his point. A couple of overthrown balls, which he did do at the workout when he moved the location, there was some missed throws. There were some overthrown balls. That's all they could have. They could have edited that out. They could have said, look, here's the workout. Here's what happened. Overthrown passes, incomplete passes, not on timing, bad timing throws. We don't have to sign them. That's what, that's what the NFL could have done. We're not saying that that's what they would have done. But I'm saying if you're a cap and you're skeptical of what's going on, that's what they could have done. Which is which is understandable from my from my perspective. Excuse me, though, you you already don't trust it. So you know, looking at that kind of you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, they could charge my image, they could have put whatever uh, kind of methods about that makes me look like a bad player. I'm not trying to hide that. So, but also my thing is that they took a while to reach back out to the NFL about that clause. Yes, and, that waiver like, for those. They got, it, they got that on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Right. I I would have been on the NFL's behind about that as soon as I read it. Like, hold up, can we can we make a little bit of an adjustment with this? You know, what I mean, I want to be sure that y'all show me the best light. Absolutely. You know, and then there was a thing about the receivers where the NFL were going to provide receivers for him and not his own receivers. And as a quarterback, I don't care who you are. Like, there are certain you develop chemistry with the receivers. I mean, we I mean, we can go back and tie this into the Ravens. You know. You saw last year with Lamar Jackson how it took him a while to get on par with the receivers 
and there was just you know some of those didn't look as good as they could have been and they weren't as accurate now you're seeing this year along with the you know the practicing of his mechanics and him getting comfortable with his receivers that he looks absolutely better and the receivers look better so the the content I'm sorry the the chemistry with the receivers is a big deal for a quarterback and um, all right, so what do you think of the what do, what do you think of the whole move to the when they left the Atlanta Falcons facility and then they went to the high school? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So me personally, I understand. Um, you know, from anybody who was there who did not make the trip because that's a last minute thing. Like Hugh Jackson was on home was on first take yesterday, and he was and he was like. He knew, he found out 10 minutes before the workout began that the workout was not going to happen. Yeah, he said he got to call him at like 3 o'clock, right? Yeah, because the workout was supposed to happen at 3. And Hugh Jackson, who was there, as a rep- I believe that's representative for the Cleveland Files. I'm not sure, don't fuck me on that. But he was just there to attend the workout. He said he knew 10 minutes before it was supposed to start that it was not going to happen and that it was moved to a location that was like 50 miles away. Like, if you find that out, Ten minutes before that you gotta go another don't think about me personally like forget that. I'm not I'm not going. Right. And I mean just in general, like if and now we're talking about on the side of the NFL, like, hey, like we set this workout for you, you know, we have this facility for you. Things might not be ideal, but I'm already down here and it's a Saturday, so now you're sending scouts. Those scouts are now being taken away from the college locations that they would have been scouting potential NFL players at all to see you work out. There's no way in hell I'm going to go another hour outside my way, especially if my team doesn't need a quarterback. Now, there are teams that do need a quarterback. Cincinnati, uh, the, no, the Giants are okay. Um, I don't know what the heck is going on in Washington, Miami. Miami was there. Jacksonville in the future because Nick Foles isn't going to be the answer long term. Right now, uh, there there was eight teams that went to that went to the workout at the high school. Right, there were twenty five teams in total at that facility, and then eight went to the high school. But then also, I was thinking like you know, and, and some other people said this too. Like, how did y'all even get that new location? Oh, is the all the people that were already outside and everything like that? I mean, I mean, not just the people that were already outside, but just like to get the permission to do the workout at that particular high school and to have like you know their own media presence and all of that. Because there's no way that like you know the big old high school would be like, hey, listen, um, you know this location for Colin Kaepernick's workout is not happening. Can we use your field? You know to to have this workout. We're gonna have this and third. Was it a like private that? high school or a public high school? Because it's two different things. No, that I'm not sure. Because if it's a public high school, I don't know how they do it in Georgia, but I know in Maryland, like a public school is public property. So anyone who is allowed to go to a public school, like if they want to, I mean, if you and I want to, could stroll up to Parkville High School right now. That's my high school public school and just like like you see people walk on the tracks i mean you can even play a game of on a football field if if there's no football being played i see it happen all the time and that's without permission so if it's a private school then yeah you would need permission to use their property well i don't know how you do it in georgia but yeah i'm not sure how you do it in georgia i'm not sure if like that school was public or private or whatnot but i'm just like yo that isn't it didn't seem. It didn't seem seem right to me. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not saying that you know Colin Kaepernick was in the wrong. He should have went to the workout. You know, you had to get cuffs feelings the body. You know, do what you do. But there is a certain way to go about it. And I shared this video on my Twitter feed. I didn't like say anything about it. I just shared the video. But he was all I said. I'm trying like. NFL stop running, the owner stop running, all that. And I'm like, are you calling out the people that you have for a job? That's what I was saying. I was like, bro, like, you can't flip the people off that you're trying. Like, that's like you going into an audition for an no, acting man, gig and be like, right. 
so I I don't under you know I don't make sense of it. I mean, this is one thing I really, I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with. Um, you know, you and I both know that we have a, a profound respect for Charlemagne and just a lot of things that he does. And he said that if Colin wanted to be in the NFL, he got a weird way of showing it. And I was like, that's it. That's it. And you can't well, and now and now Colin lost the narrative of well they're trying to keep a black quarterback out of the league because we already stated black quarterbacks are balling this year. So and, 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 and his style of play is balling this year. Like, oh yeah. So I mean we'll see. And what did you think about the Kuta Kente shirt? Because I wasn't really a fan of it. I wasn't really a fan of it either. Like I mean. It was kind of a dope shirt, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, but, 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 but you don't but you wouldn't wear that to a to a workout because it's just, you know, yeah, as a public figure you have to know that image is everything. I think it'd be different if you wore like a Black Lives Matter shirt, then I'm like, alright, like I can get behind that. Yeah. Like, you know, like Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, or something like that, but still yeah. Like are you are you equating yourself to a slave? Because you're not. And if you're my personal opinion. And if you're equating yourself to a slave, you're basically going to the slave office and saying, I want back on the plantation. Yep. Yep. So demanding that you go back on the plantation. If that. And that is not what Kuta Kente did at all. Nope. That boy ran four times and got his and got his foot chopped off because of it. Mm-hmm. So do you think he do you think he gets signed? Um, I don't know. I I th I don't think so. I don't think so. And Shannon Sharp said, Shannon Sharp said, all he needed was the NFL to give the NFL one reason not to sign him, and he gave him ten. Yeah. And I'm like, he did. And it's it's a really tough issue, you know. Like you, you a lot of people are trying. Like you either you're either with him or you're not. And if you're not with them, and especially as black people, like if you go against them, you know, you, you I mean, people are out here just getting absolutely mauled and just like trash talked on all social media. Like if you have anything negative to say about it, I'm like, no, like let's be rational human beings and let's look at it from an outside perspective. And also, and also like everybody, regardless of your black, white, you know, Latino, whatever, we have different opinions from human beings to human beings, you know? Absolutely. I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, it's sad to see because there's no doubt about it. Colin's got talent. He's got arm talent. And people are saying, well, all he's doing is just throwing against air. I'm like, have you not seen an NFL combine? Have you not seen like that? That's what a workout is. You know, those things happen during NFL workouts. So I'm not really, you know, too shy. I just want to see. Can he get the the ball downfield? Does he have the arm? Does he have you know? And I saw that he does. And I mean, we'll see. You know, 
Rex Ryan said it best. Like, the circus just isn't worth it. Because we're not talking about a starting quarterback. We're talking about a backup in most cases. That's, that's another thing, yo. Talking about him being a backup. A backup. And wherever he goes, it's going to be chaos. You know, you have people like for it and you have people against it. And you just got to wonder, and he's pushing that, that magic age of 30, you know, where you're getting on the back side of your career. Is it worth like, it? 31, maybe. Like 31, 32, somewhere around there. Is it worth it, you know? And I would love to see him play in the league. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for what he stood for. And there is an injustice that's going on in this world. Oh, wait, hold up. Wait, hold up, hold on. I'm I'm I know it's your show and, like, your interview, but I just want to make one point, and then you can go ahead. But we're, we're talking more about him getting the job back in the NFL more than what he stood for. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, and you're, you're absolutely correct. Right. The whole point of this, you know, dealing during the game and everything, paying attention to the injustices against those black and brown people. Not a job. Not a job. You're absolutely right. Thank you for making that point. Yeah, this is more so about, like you said, the injustice of black and brown people, not someone's employment. Right. So... But again, like if that's if that's what he wants to be back in the league and play football because you know that's what makes him happy, all for it. It's just how are you showing that that's what you want to do? Right. And then he said something about having transparency, and I'm like, bro, we don't even know what you want, like, because you won't talk no, to he us. Doesn't, he, doesn't say he didn't. He didn't do, take any questions from the media. He just gave that statement, and it's just like, okay, we get it. You know, yes, you have been denied. Employment. There's no doubt that you are one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the NFL. But I mean, give an interview. Give an interview, and if you don't like, give an interview with somebody you trust. You know, it, maybe it might not be somebody that you, you know, you don't trust. But find someone that you will trust to give you an interview, a fair interview that will answer. Let me ask you fair questions, and will and not. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we'll see, man. But that's going to end it for the show here. I hope you enjoyed us. And if you did, please subscribe to us on wherever podcasts can be available. Maybe even leave a review on iTunes as that will help us grow in the charts. You can follow me on Twitter at A Barkley, A Y E E B A R K L E Y. Jared, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, you can find me on iTunes, Twitter, Jared, my guy, Swain, that's J-A-R-E-D-M-Y-G-U-Y-S-W-A-I-N. Because that is my guy, and my guy's out here getting that bag. Thank you so much for joining us, and don't forget to check out dmvsportsnetwork.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at dmv underscore sn. If you want to join the team, you want to join the squad, Brennan, they're great guys over there. Contact them via Twitter, the website, or shoot them an email at dmvsportsnetwork at outlook.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.